0: Hey everybody, this is a new episode of Unredacted with Kurt Schlichter, the town hall VIP podcast that says FCC, I'm going to say those seven dirty words and I'm going to invent some new ones. Hope you guys are doing well. It's day 6,482 of the giant coronavirus, Chinese coronavirus, institutionalization, the quarantine, the lockdown, I'm starting to go a little stir crazy. I'm starting to get a little annoyed. And uh, if you've read my town hall column on, uh, it should be, I'm recording this on Easter. The day after, Monday the 13th, is the day this uh, amazing podcast should be released. And uh, if you've read my town hall column today, uh, it's uh, Attack of the Karens. Which uh, uh, chronicles the fact that a lot of people seem to be really enjoying the power that they get from enforcing uh, all the little rules and regulations that both are needed and are not needed in this quarantine event. Well, I'm starting to get a little tired of people. I'm starting to get a little tired of stupid people. And uh, this is getting kind of old. Just today, there was a, uh, uh, you know, just a very, very embarrassing video of a couple of uh, Kentucky state troopers walking around a church parking lot, you know, giving warning notices to people who dare worship uh, in an unapproved manner. And it's like, you look at these guys and you're like, did you sign up for this? Is this what you signed up for? Is this what you thought you were, you know going to do when you became a cop because you look like freaking clowns if you want to destroy the respect for police officers that uh, conservatives had because liberals freaking hate you well then you're going to have to do hard things and one of the hard things is going no i'm not going to be any part of this fascist stuff now you may lose your job but that's that's okay if you have to lose your job, you have to lose your job. But uh, I was just following words. not going to cut it. If you want to destroy the credibility that you have with uh, normal Americans, the ones who don't hate you by nature, because the liberals will always hate you. They will even hate you when you're out doing their bidding. This is a great way to ensure that you have no friends. So law enforcement officers, think really carefully before you decide to go out and hassle innocent civilians. And supervisors, think real carefully before you order your people to do that. Because it is um, stupid. And uh, you guys are going to pay a price in credibility. You just are. And I know you're in a tough position. And I don't care. Because... Your job is to be in exactly that position, and your job is not to do stupid things. So don't do stupid things. And I think I've said enough on that. Not a great Easter in the sense that, at least where I am in Southern California, it's all overcast and everything. Arena's was telling me she's mad because, look, if it's going to look like this, at least it can rain. Then you've got something going down. Then you've got, you know, there's the great Jesus and Mary Chain song, Happy When It Rains. Don't tell me about the garbage song. But the band Garbage, not the mainstream media, which is also garbage, which is Happy When It Rains. It's not as good. But no, it's just, it's just kind of a grim, dark day. And not exactly in, you know, sync with the message of Easter, which is renewal, new life, spring, you where know, many colors... You know, we watched Easter service online and I gotta say, just not quite the same. Now, just a second ago I was talking about the cops hassling people at worship services. My point isn't that it's a good idea or a bad idea not to gather together. I, I, I kind of think it's a bad idea, and that's why my church my church, you know, agrees and that's why we're not doing it. But I don't feel that I should be telling other people what to do. And yeah, I know they may be a danger to each other, but, you know, we already decided how we deal with the free exercise of religion. It's in the Constitution. We decided, okay, we're not going to discuss it. It's done. And you don't get to come back and revisit it. But but it's a really good idea if you didn't. Maybe irrelevant because the Constitution decides this. You know, there was this... uh, uh, this judge Judge uh, Justin Walker in Kentucky actually uh, sent out a powerful uh, opinion upholding freedom of religion essentially saying the state can't ban religious gatherings you know it lets people drink liquor and he said, made sure to say I'm not dissing drinking liquor that's not the point but if you can have a beer you know you can have a, a sermon and um, uh, you know the liberals hate this Liberals went nuts. They just hate this. They can't believe that there's a judge out there saying that, you know, religious people are allowed to practice a religion freely. Why? Why? They should be, you know, we, we should be allowed to order them around, boss them around, tell those, you know, Jesus people what for, and they really hate this decision. It's a very good decision, and you should all go out and read it. Uh, and I don't even remember what the name is, uh, but, you know, just... It'd be easy to Google. Just Google, you know, Justin Walker, free exercise of religion. Western District of Kentucky. It's it's really good. And liberals hate it. What really gets me is the alleged conservatives. Because David French, ahoy, you know, one of the never Trump clowns. Uh, who likes to posture himself as this you know major litigator for religious freedom? He's had you know he's done some cases that aren't terrible, but he's like, oh yeah, this this opinion it was just a little you know it's not who we are, you know it's a little it's a little ruffianesque. It, 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 he's he's basically mad because the judge came down too completely and too thoroughly and too compellingly. Uh, In favor of religious freedom. So leave it to the never Trump guys. Who try and preserve their... Preserve any credibility. Well you know we, we defend religious liberty. When a judge comes down and gives probably the most stirring religious liberty defense. I've read in an opinion in I don't know how long. They get all huffy about it. Because he's too emphatic he's too clear he's too uncompromising you know that's the problem with the never trump sissies beyond the cruises beyond uh the you know sexual dysfunction beyond the addiction to carbohydrates they're a bunch of pussies okay they don't really want to fight they never did and even when they tell you, oh yeah, we're ready to fight for conservative values, they see someone else actually do it and they will they will immediately undercut him because they're ashamed. Justin Walker made these never-Trump wusses ashamed of themselves, as they should be, uh, because he did what they pretend to do and what they gleefully and gladly take your money, if you're dumb enough to give them to them, to do. He actually went out You know, I made a major, major decision for religious freedom and he actually did something. That's the heart of never Trumpism. That's the heart of fake conservatism. That's the heart of the rhinos, which is to pretend to be doing something, but never actually do it. To challenge the status quo. But not really challenge it because they don't want to change everything. They're happy how it is. You think David French is going to find another job if suddenly religious freedom becomes a thing again? You think there are a lot of people going, get me David French. I mean, he I think he writes at the Dispatch, which it's like the bulwark without the audience. But do you think there's anything for these people if they can't do the grift? And they can't continue in their little world. So they've got no incentive. In fact, they have a powerful counter incentive against success. You have to understand, the conservative establishment doesn't lose merely because it's incompetent, though it is incompetent. It loses because it wants to. Failure is in its interest. Failure is an essential element of their lifestyle. Because if they succeeded, they're out of a job and no one else is gonna give them a job. I mean, who's the guy who goes, yeah, you know who we need to really spice up our staff, really get this masthead pumping? Jim Swift. Yeah, that guy. Get me Stephen Hayes. (laughs) Yeah, right, Oh, okay. That's a thing. It's, it's not a thing. These guys have nothing else. Remember, they don't hate Trump because Trump's Trump. They don't care. If they care, they despise Biden, too. But old Grandpa Badfinger, he's just fine with them. And we're going to talk about him in a minute. Uh, he's just A-OK. Because Joe Biden doesn't present an existential threat to their scam. He doesn't threaten their sinecures. He doesn't challenge their position. With Biden in office, they can provide the kind of uh, lukewarm pseudo-opposition that they did all through the 90s and the 2010s. And all the time saying, hey, give us money, sign up for our cruise, meet us on the Lido deck. We're going to have a powerful panel on health care reform. We're never actually going to do it. And when it comes time to undo Obamacare, we're going to cheer on John freaking McCain And his utter betrayal of his own voters, they don't want to win. They actively want to lose. Because if they lose, they really win. Because then they stop jobs. These people are poison. They're so angry and so bitter. Because they're scared and they're ashamed, and they should be scared and they should be ashamed. They should be scared that they're going to be unemployed. They should be ashamed that they're complete losers whose entire life has been a lie. And now we're woke. We are so woke. We're practically insomniac woke. What a bunch of losers. All right, what else happened today? Well, today was the day the New York Times finally decided to mention Tara Reid. Remember, Tara Reid is the guy that uh, uh, Joe Biden gave the finger in, in, in a manner of speaking. Uh, he Access Hollywooded her uh, under the uh, Senate chambers in 1993. Now, do I know objectively if this is true or not? I don't know. There, Like I've said before, you know, there's some evidence and her quote of uh him when she you know pulled away from her uh uh pea grabbing and said uh, you know hey man i thought you liked me i can totally hear him say that of course she could have made it i i don't know at any objective level what i know though is this is a complete pile of steaming horseshit uh, and what I'm referring to is the reaction of the mainstream media. Now, look, we all know the mainstream media are Democrat transcriptions. We all know they're garbage liars. We all know they are human turds walking the earth. And yet they 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 manage to stun us because so the Times writes this article today and it says there's no evidence he's ever done it before, except there's been a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, noting that he gets a little huggy and touchy. Right, I'm paraphrasing. Well, somebody complained because that went away completely. They had tweeted out that in the article first. They remove it from the article. They stealth edit it out. Then they delete. They delete the tweet that said that. Now let's uh, again, and I, I've done this before, but I, I think it's important. We should compare the Kavanaugh thing and the Grandpa Badfinger thing. All right. Tara Reid said, "I talked to people contemporaneously with this," and the uh, and the New York Times said, "Yeah, there are some people who said she did that." Okay, uh, look at the Kavanaugh thing, which was thirty three years ago, thirty six years ago allegedly. Uh, this is twenty seven years ago with the uh, Biden. She didn't have anyone contemporaneous. She she allegedly told her husband and some therapist like ten or fifteen years ago. Meh let's call that let's call that a draw it's the same as kavanaugh okay uh let's talk about location uh, karen, Bl- uh, karen blasey ford whatever the hell her name christine blasey ford can't tell us where this happened Well, it happened at a house in a place with stuff and tara reads like it happened right here and you know i was right there because i had a job there i worked on his staff and allegedly, she had to bring a gym bag downstairs to him, and he grabs her, puts her in a corner, and attempts to play, uh, you know, Kermit the Frog with her, and yuck. So we know that that seems more likely for Tara Reid. Kavanaugh had zero other accusations. Now, now you remember there have there were subsequently. And uh, a number of those were, had the people admit they were lying, and others were absolutely outlandish. This, we've got video of Joe, you know, handsy Joe, fingers of want, doing the walking. Uh, We've got pictures, okay? Again, advantage Tara Reid. We have a statement from Tara Reid that sounds exactly like something Joe Biden would say. We have nothing that from uh, Christine Blasey Ford that has any relation to to anything Brett Kavanaugh had said. And, and of course, none of this matters because everything is a lie and a scam. Democrats, liberals do not care about the abuse of women. They do not care. They consider it acceptable collateral damage. You know, yeah, sure. Mary Jo Kopechnik. But, you know. Her death, really, it was, you know, in a way it was kind of worth it, you know, because we got to have Teddy Kennedy in there and he did all sorts of great liberal things. So in a way, you know, it's kind of her patriotic duty. That's kind of their argument. The lack of curiosity and the uh, immediate skepticism of the New York, well, it wasn't immediate because they waited weeks. But the skepticism of the New York Times, whereas they couldn't publish bullshit accusations fast enough against Kavanaugh. I mean, I hate and despise the media and I, you know, seek its demise. But even I'm kind of stunned. I mean, you really have to have balls to write out, yeah, he's grabbing other women. I get, you know, that, that could be concerns and just erase that and just pretend that doesn't exist. Because I'm sure they got a phone call. They're not hiding it anymore. And that's that's one of the things I find interesting. They don't even hide who they are and what they do. And occasionally they'll come out and tell you that. They'll do one of their uh, you know discussions of how, you know, maybe being objective isn't such a great thing anymore because, you know, Trump and their special rules. But, of course, those special rules would also apply, you know. For Jeb and if McCain hadn't completely failed and if Mitt Romney wasn't a loser. See, if you understand that everything about the media, everything about liberalism in general, is a lie and a scam, you're going to be a lot more comfortable. Because then you're not going to go, oh my gosh, I'm stunned by this. Don't be stunned. If you're stunned, you're not paying attention. Now, you can marvel at the chutzpah, but don't be stunned. Don't be shocked. Don't, you know... Ask, oh my gosh, how can they do this? How can they completely abandon their principles? We know they have no principles except their own power, and their own power comes with being part of the establishment. And being part of the establishment means getting the Democrat elected, because they are all the same. It's all one elite against us, the normal people. You should go read my book, Militant Normals. It's brilliant. Just ask me, and. Ugh. You think? You think in ten years they'll be in New York Times? I'm kind of hoping not. There, there was a time when the New York Times actually did some straight reporting. And it made it useful. They'd go like to Gambia or wherever, and they'd, you know, report on you know a coup or whatever, and you'd actually get information. Does it really provide any information now? I mean, if you're reading the New York Times. You literally do not know what's going on. You know what the liberal narrative is. About everything, including coronavirus. And of course, the liberal narrative is, you know, if Trump had listened to us back in November, we'd have shut down the whole country. No one would have died. You know, stupid Trump. As if these weren't the same people calling Trump a racist, you know, in early February for blocking Chinese travel. How stupid do they think we are? Do they think we forget? Or does it not even matter? Does the lying not even matter? Is it not even a thing? Is this just, you know, I mean, are they to the point where they don't even hide it? Where they don't even try and have the cover of some sort of higher principle? I think that's where we are. I think that's where we're at. It doesn't matter to them. It doesn't matter to most of their loyal readers. Their loyal readers don't care. Who I mean, who's the idiot who thinks Trump could have shut down the country in the middle of impeachment? When, you know, Fauci was still four weeks away from saying, no, nah, nobody's going to get coronavirus. You're fine. Fauci, their hero. Before uh, Blasio said, go out and party in New York. Before Nancy Pelosi said, yeah, come on out to Chinatown. It's great here. Who is the person who seriously and objectively think Trump could have said, yeah, I need to shut down the eco- entire economy right now during this impeachment? And the Democrats would go, wow, that sounds sounds like a good plan. Yeah, let's cooperate with that. But it's not necessary that the liberals take that seriously. It's just necessary that they say it, whether they believe it or not. And I look, I, I believe me. I will never underestimate the stupidity of liberals. That's a loser's game. You know, you just know. But I find it hard to believe that they actually believe any of this bullshit. I find it hard to believe that they're actually serious at any level, rather than just going, "Okay, let's cynically lie and see if we can get some normals to peel off." Now, what's all this going what effect is all this going to have in November? Well look the the meme of uh, the, the coronavirus is all Trump's fault, not a bunch of bad gobbling Chinese communists' fault and uh, you know every death around the world in Italy, you know Togo, Manchuria wherever it's all on Trump because you know reasons and because that's that's going to be the theme. I'm not sure people are going to believe it. I think people have a lot of reason not to believe what the media is saying. Not not woke folks like you and us, but normal people who just don't see what the media is now saying doesn't fit with their own experience. I guess what I'm saying is it isn't going to work. I don't think it's going to work in November. I think Trump's going to do pretty well. And, of course, he's up against a guy who's manifestly senile. I mean, who is completely out of it. The great part, you know, they're going to do a virtual convention for the Democrats so that Biden doesn't actually have to speak. I mean, mark my words. That's what's going to happen. He's not going to speak and he's not going to debate. There will be a reason he won't debate. Trump's a racist. Where's my slipper? That's, you know, he's not going to debate. I don't think they're going to replace Biden. I don't think there's any way they can. And frankly, I think the people who are puppet mastering Joe Biden want Joe Biden to be quote-unquote president. I think they totally want him to be president. I think that's exactly what they're gunning for. Because if he's president, you know, they get to put their hands in the puppet head. Hi, hey, I'm Joe Biden. Sitting on a lap, you know, with a little string around his jaw. You know, the ventriloquist throwing his voice. That's Biden. Biden's a tool. So he's not going to get removed because they want him, because they can work directly through him. I don't think it's going to work, though. I think normal people are going to say, OK, you know, this kind of sucked, but Trump did pretty well. And as soon as this come, we come out of this, and we are, I think we're going to come out of it sooner around later. I think this weekend we peaked. I think it's downhill from here, and I think we will see stuff opening. And the liberals will go nuts. They want it closed because they want the pain to continue. But nobody wants this economy going more than Trump. So don't think Trump is holding back. As soon as Trump can can make a compelling case that the worst is behind us, we're going to open up again, and I think we're going to rally, rally like hell. It's going to be amazing. It'll be a little bit before we get back to normal, but I think we're going to get there, and I think we're going to get there surprisingly fast. So that's kind of where I'm at. So Anyway, where where are you at? You know, you guys can write me super secret email kurt.schlichter at townhall.com it took me i mean it took me like weeks to get that figure out that super secret email name but kurt.schlichter at townhall.com you can email me check out my columns every monday and thursday and you vip members you get my wednesday column too and uh check out my other podcast fighting words that usually comes out on Wednesdays that's my Hugh Hewitt affiliated one where I can't say words like shit and uh words like shit and uh get my books which are awesome and becoming you know history as opposed to fiction uh, People's Republic Indian Country Wildfire and Collapse you'll want to get all of them and uh Check me out uh, again next week here on Unredacted with Kurt Schlichter. Thank you for being a member of Town Hall VIP. And, uh, oh, yeah, I don't want to forget Thursdays, uh, Larry O'Connor, Chris Stagall, and I were getting together doing our thing on a live chat. So you want to be part of all that. Thank you very much. I'll be back next week.